It's not for nothing. Juneteenth edition with mm. your hosts, Chris and Chris. Taking not, taking advantage of this national holiday. Uh, loving these days off. Loving these days off. You know, I went golf. <laughs> I didn't go golfing. I went and hit balls at a, at a driving, driving range. range. Went to a driving range today. Well, it's like a driving range of a fancy golf club. Oh. But it's close by. I didn't, I, I didn't play golf. I can't, I can't play golf. No. But I went with Eric, friend of mine. You know him. Uh, sure. I have allergies. It's been a very allergic day. But I was like, this is a gross way to spend the uh, emancip- to celebration of the emancipation of the last slave uh, with a bunch of like white people just golfing. <laughs> and I said, it, I said it out loud and did not garner laughter. It's, it's basically the American dream. Man, it, it was weird. Uh, I do you play golf? You you golf at all? No, not anymore. I no. Ever since I moved to the the city, I think I've played once, maybe twice in the like the last almost twenty years. You played full rounds of golf. Uh, the why yeah, I tried to. I think the the la- I, I believe the last time I remember is actually kind of the reason why I stopped playing golf. Uh, we were down in Florida with some with some friends, and um, this was. Maybe not even quite 10 years ago, uh, but close to eight years ago or so. And um, my buddy, his mom was, was you know, does the summers down there or whatever, or winters or whatever it was. I don't know. And, uh, but I'm anyway, so she, they were, they both golf fairly regularly, yeah. or at least they used to. Um, and so they were going to go golfing. And then he was like, do you want to come? And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll go try golfing. That's been a long, and I knew it's been a long time. So whatever. I was like, fine, I'll, you know, whatever, pick it up. We got a couple holes in, I, four, maybe five holes in. Walking or carting? Walking. Uh, actually, no, she, they had a cart. Okay, good. But it, they only, she only did one, though, so they could only really fit two people in the cart. And they're not, like, they're almost serious golfers. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're, hitting, they're hitting far. Yeah, she, she played a fair amount, I think. And so I'm just hacking away. Yeah. You know, and I look over... And the look of disappointment on her face yeah. was just like, why did I bring this fucking She's guy? Like, I have to come back here. Yeah. <laughs> they were literally like waiting for me. That's like, the they, thing. they were already like on the green That's and the I'm thing. like, I'm still, I can barely hit the ball 10 feet. That's out, the thing. It's like know? fucking, it's like yoga. Like you can't, there's, it's too late. It's too late to learn, <laughs> you know? Like there's no, like, yeah. no one wants to sit there and like, while you like putts around trying to do, yeah. uh, trying to do a downward facing dog. While they're like doing advanced scorpion right. pose, right, or trying yeah. to hit a, a sand wedge out of the bunker. Exactly, or exactly. It is so. I like. I don't know how I would like to play. I've mm. played before. I've got. There's elements of the game that I'm decent at, but there's mm-hmm. no. There's no world, especially out here in New Jersey, where golf is <clears throat> life. There's so many golf courses here yeah. Yeah. that, like, I could ever get three people as bad as me to play let alone enough space on the course to like not just continually get played through. Yeah. You know, and that's like, I, that, that's just, I just, I'm I'm nervous. I'm never going to like, it's too late. You know, you have to go with the same group of people who are, or within your, your sort of skill. They don't exist. (laughs) Right. Well, like you and me would go golfing or something, you know? Sure. You, me, Eric seemed like he was like just a beginner, you know, it, like there's yep. a there's a world right but they but i don't know man i i also felt very uh stupid because i don't know my old clubs mm-hmm. and eric brought his clubs and they're like they're uh old i do have a i do have a hand-me-down set of clubs actually from peter that are also old and i was like oh i can't bring these i'll i'll get clubs there and they were like we don't people don't rent clubs where we where, where where are you <laughs> only if you're a lefty where are you a bowling alley <laughs> like this doesn't exist the guy went yeah. to the pro shop. I was like, "Yeah, you don't rent clubs, do you?" He's like, "Nah, but I could give you a couple to hit with." So yeah, he, he gave great. me he gave me some he gave me some irons. That's nice. And yeah, it was real nice. And actually, like I had a great day. Just I hit like a bucket of balls with a seven iron because seven I iron, seven irons my wheelhouse. That's my fucking goal. Like 
Me I think and, that's everybody's wheelhouse. Me and Seven Iron are just locked in. Know exactly how far it's going to go. I can pretty much get it close to the green in a driving range, uh, like at different distances. Like I think if I was a good going to golf, I'd go with a driver, a seven, and a and a putter. <laughs> and I could probably, I could definitely do a three par three with just those three clubs. I I feel like I know some people who basically said the same thing. Really? That was like that's really all you need, you, and you can you can adjust the seven to whatever kind of the seven is a you, great club. Yeah, I'd. I mean, I will say this. I I did a bucket of balls. I hit Eric's driver a couple of times, but I was just. I got intimidated because it started getting really busy there, and it was mm. all fancy people in their like stretchy clothes. And then this like girl with like a homecoming 2017 shirt came on and like hiked up her like shorts past her butt crack. And I was like, I can't. You're like, I can't do this. Like this, like this is too all too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating through my shirt. Like I have three borrowed clubs and everyone here is a millionaire or like gorgeous. And so I don't want to do this anymore. And I just was like, I got through my ball or my bat, my basket felt pretty good about the way I hit. And I was like, goodbye. That's it. That's it. That's Chris's golf for the day. I, I feel like that's the funnest thing too, is just to go hit a bucket of balls. Right, like it's, there's no there's no score. You're not there's no pressure. You just Top Golf is so fun. Yeah, exactly. Top Golf is like so right. fun, and you can drink. They don't even have to drink. Like you, get, it's I've gone and it's just fun. I, yeah, I know, but like you can if you want to. Like you can, it makes it even you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we Peter and I went and played Top Golf once, and uh, we had to drive or something. I, we didn't really drink, and I was like, this is totally fine. It was a good non-drinking yeah. activity. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Like, if, it, if, there, if I could have a course for a day or like it was raining, like we, uh, I went golfing. Last time I golfed for real, for real, uh, we did couples golf in Ireland and it was like pissing. And <laughs> there was like two other people on the course and it was awesome. It was, like, <laughs> well, that's, that's what saved me in Florida is that literally like a monsoon came out of nowhere and we had to stop. And it wasn't, and like it went, it was, it was going for hours. So we just, we literally stopped. We drove back to the clubhouse and like, they gave us a refund and we went home. Oh, nice. And I was like, Oh, thank God for the weather. That is great. Cause I don't know how I would have, I would have, I, I wouldn't have been able to make 18 holes with these people. <laughs> I think that's how people feel when they go skiing for the first time. Yeah. And they're like, what, what have I yeah. done? I'll just go to the lodge. And yeah. Then they're like, well, it's, it's snowing now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's snowing. And they're like, ah, I don't do snow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how people feel when they go ski. Ski like I'm probably like a beginner skier. Like it is, yeah. it is intimidating. I probably need lessons. I don't have clubs, you know. Like I got like there's such an investment to this lifestyle that I'm not convinced I'm, I'm there yet. But I would, I do want like I do think it could be fun. Mm. I just can't. Decide. I, I got a whole problem with whole with the golfing and the country clubs and the the. The etiquettes and the attire well, and all the, that the, stuff the too. Clothes, like, that just the that clothes, rubs me the wrong way too. The clothes, like it's it is it, not unlike skiing. You can't wear shorts, you know. Like in no, some places, everyone like, everyone oh. wears shorts. I was the only one wearing pants because I thought the same thing. I was like, I wore yeah. like I wore like ath- like athleisure pants, uh, and it was like shorts galore. But it's like shorts that like are elasticy, but also have a belt. And, and I and I. <laughs> I can't wear a polo shirt, dude. I've never worn one. I just don't have it in me to wear a polo shirt. Yeah. That's not, it doesn't suit me. And I will not, absolutely not tuck a polo shirt into pants. No. Especially not a stretchy one. So then what am I supposed to wear? A cotton shirt that I sweat my ass through? Like, what am I going to wear? You know? What am I going to wear? Bun down? Uh, It's impossible. Maybe a nice silk shirt or something? Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Wear one of those Bill Murray shirts. Bill, Bill Murray yeah. brand. He's got a <laughs> shirt. Know. He's got a bowling shirt. shirt. Just wear a bowling shirt. <laughs> just be the fucking Guy Fieri out there. Now, if I could, <laughs> if I could grip it, rip it. If I was just like a baller, I would wear fucking cutoffs. Like, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yeah, except for my game talks for itself. Right. But since I'm dog shit, I don't want to like look the part. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. I don't know. You got any ideas? Do you think? No, no, I don't. Uh, do you think you would go back soon though to, uh, had another bucket? I would go to, I, I, I would not go to that place. That place was too fancy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, 
I drove up to the golf club, the the clubhouse, and they were like, "This is the bag drop, sir. Where are your bags, good man? And why are you driving a two thousand and five CRV? Clearly, you're impoverished. What have you? What, have you taken were you in a private club? Well, it's a public course, but like everything out here is fancy. Like even yeah. a public course. See, that's I don't see. I, I can't. I don't, yeah. Can't so I was looking for like the rangy one, you know, like the the kind mm-hmm. of garbagey one. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one closer to me. No. Oh, okay called Hyatt Hills. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't definitively say that they had a driving range. And I knew that this other place did because they have a quote-unquote learning center. And it's really nice. They have, like, they have like putting greens and like a practice nine and like d- double-decker, uh, what's it called, driving range. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. It was, a, it, was a, it was a classy place for a public course, but too classy. I need to hit balls in the ocean with Kramer. Like that's that's what I should be doing. The titleist. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think I feel, but I feel like maybe it is. A, it's like a Jersey thing too, maybe or a lot of places though too. But I think Jersey is a perfect example of it. Is that it's everything they tried to make everything too fancy now instead of just having like you used to have like public courses where like the. Greens yeah. were shitty, you know. Yeah. There was like a faux driving range. Yeah, we had. I lived like a block from one, like my right. my home course, Buffalo Hill. Right, and now that's even fancy. I've heard people will literally say like, "Yeah, even Buffalo Hill's expensive now." Like it used to yeah, be like, see, that's the problem. Like, yeah. There's no. I grew up. I worked on a golf course for in high school, and uh, never got into it. Probably because I worked on one. Were you a caddy, or were you like a no? I worked. On, I worked in. The, yeah, I worked on the. I was a looper. As it was called, a looper. So our loopers at, at a Eagle Bend golf course were uh, we were we had we were grounds crew as as our main job, but but also like cart boys when needed, or we caddied during tournaments. Like we kind of, I eventually just got into irrigation and just learned how to turn on and off all the sprinklers. <laughs> like this guy Tim took me under his wing, and I became like I had my own cart, I like all my gear in the back. It was pretty sweet. I could just hmm. kind of do, I had free range of the course. Like I didn't have a boss except Tim and Tim was usually asleep. And my job was to like, w- like m- make sure that the parts of the course that didn't get hit by the actual irrigation were watered. It was great. So I'd like <laughs> kick on a couple like manual sprinklers or like use like a fire hose in one of the, like the spigots and wash water down the, 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 uh, greens. And then I just kick back. And watch people tee off. Hmm. I'd, say, I'd say probably by the time I was like, I was doing like twenty percent work, eighty percent not. Yeah, pretty. That's good, nice. Pretty good summer job. It's a perfect uh, high school job. Yeah. I like talk to cart girls because we had beer girls. It was very like nineties, you know. So yeah. like girls were girls' jobs on the course were to like wear little clothes and drive and sell beer to golfers on the course. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you could chat with them, you know. Yeah, they're always fun to talk to. Yeah, and it's a couple weirdos in the court. And I mean, it's a good place to work. I gotta say, I I liked the job. Uh, early hours, though. But I, didn't, sure. I never played. My dad played, and I just never got into it. And here I am, a loser, <laughs> a loser. All those missed opportunities. I could have been somebody. Sure. Yeah. Tiger Woods totally. came and played on the course once. We had the mm, Publix okay. National Tournament on our course, uh, okay. which is the uh, the high. It's the sort of the Masters of Amateurs, and the winner actually gets to play in the Masters, so it's a big deal. And it, Tiger was in was in Stanford then, but everybody already knew Tiger was like the next shit, so it was a big fucking deal. And uh, and so Tiger played, uh, and I. We all it went into a playoff, and uh, so everyone watched. Like everyone was in the gallery, it was very exciting because this whole like these playoff, these sudden death playoff rounds, and a uh, tiger lost to Guy Yamamoto, Ooh. a Hawaiian who's still a pro in Honolulu, who I've actually gone and visited and asked him about it when I lived in Hawaii because it was so <laughs> cool. I should have him on the pod. Yeah, sure. It's got to be his claim <laughs> to fame. You know, he got to go to the Masters before Tiger. Yeah. I think Tiger okay. won it two years later. Pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's my brush with fame in golf. Dan Quayle came to the course, too. I'm you know, pretty excited about that, too. Wonderful. 
Yeah, Dan Quill. Let's hear that story. Huh? Yeah. I'll tell you about it as soon as I talk to you about this movie called Tiptoes. So, <laughs> lots of feedback on Tiptoes, Chris. Did and you? I, and I think, not I think, not surprisingly, uh, or surprising to me, but probably not surprising to you, uh, most people feel the same way you do about Tiptoes. Don't want to engage with it at all. Want yeah. to act like it didn't ever happen. Well, we don't have to act like it never happened. Just don't ever want to watch it. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. We, we can we can admit our our mistakes, you know, or or the mistakes of others, and and sort of. It's not a mistake. I've been still recommending it out yeah. there, but I just pick I just pick and choose the people that might enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but I'm sure there's a eighty to ninety percent uh, no rate there on the people you you sort of talked to about. I'm pretty sure no one that listened to the podcast went or went home and was like. Maybe one or two people were like, yeah, oh, I'll right, watch. Right. I'll watch Tiptoes. I'll seek it out. I showed <laughs> some of it to my wife just because she couldn't fathom that it exists. <laughs> and she was like, no, thank you. No, she laughed and laughed. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> she was being nice. She wasn't. It was, anyway, let's move off for Tiptoes yet again. Please. I'm going to tiptoe right out of this one. Chris, uh, did you watch the, uh, we, talk, we discussed about watching the, um, Gordon Lightfoot documentary. I didn't watch it. It's only been like three days. I haven't had a lot of time. We've got you know <laughs> get ready for this wedding. We've got a lot of people here. Wait, when's the wedding? Uh, it's Friday. Oh, okay. we have guests arriving. We had Sharon in town last week. Oh, Father's nice. Day, you name it. So I haven't had any real Gordon Lightfoot time. You watched it clearly. I did. God damn it. Well, tell me about it. We can we can wait. Uh, uh, tell tell me about it. What, go we'll ahead. do a two part uh, review. Okay. Um. So it was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was interesting. I learned a uh, sum. Okay. Um, clearly, everyone thinks he's like one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Were there were there famous people interviewed? Yeah, like a lot. Well, it was a lot of like Canadian musicians. Like a lot of like maybe you've heard of them. I I didn't really like bare naked ladies. Uh, no, the guy from Bad Religion though. Weird. Yeah, but he was like, I think he's from like Michigan or somewhere on the border. So he was heavily influenced by that kind of like music or something. Um, there was a couple of people. And then like Alec Baldwin for like randomly oh, was in it. Who kept just fumbling around trying to describe how great Gordon Lightfoot was. But he was just doing a terrible job. Well, don't worry about because he'll be in jail very soon. If you yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I was like, we don't need him in here. No, um, he just, yeah, the, 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 I didn't need him after like 30 Rock. Yeah, basically. Exactly. I liked I liked him in Thirty Rock, oh, but then he was like he was Mr. Great. Like I'm on NPR podcast guy, and I'm like, we, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's parlayed it too much into like over pronouncing. Yeah. Um, but they, but the thing I was a little disappointed in was is they they didn't focus on so him being such a good writer uh, or lyricist, which I would would you and I can talk about this later at some point, but. But sun, the, the song Sundown, I think, has like some incredible lines in that, that whole song. It's, it's basically one incredible line after another. But I was surprised that they didn't sort of break down his songs in that sense, or a few of his songs in that, in that more so in that sense, and kind of do a little bit of dive on, 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 the, on his lyrics and the meanings of some of them and stuff, because they are, they are good, and everybody else seems to be so impressed by him, even at an early age, uh, before he got famous. You know, he was really good at this, and that's how he kind of, how he got kind of noticed. Um, but he also seems like a kind of like, you know, he was old. He just, he just passed away a couple of months ago, but he was in his eighties, I think, but he seemed like kind of, you know, like a decent dude. For sure. Definitely like, a good dude. Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, He's a Canadian. I can't imagine he, if you go yeah, through his Wikipedia, so. there's like a controversies part. I'm pretty sure well, not. Cause he, I, I, I've read other stuff where I like, he kind of, I think he was kind of a dick and kind of full of himself, but I think he kind of realized that at a certain point. And then he was like, and I think he was just trying to be a better person as he got older. Uh, and he was still like playing in Canada, basically. Lifelong Ontarian, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and also, like this, I knew this from before, but it was, it, it, I was actually in, uh, it's not really a spoiler, but, um, and I don't know if you know this exact thing, but uh, I'm surprised they kind of glossed over a lot of his like sort of indiscretions or like maybe his least memorable kind of things. Like they just kind of, it was kind of a glossy, uh, you know, they kind of gloss over his whole life a little bit. Like they didn't really kind of dig deep, too deep into anything. And maybe he didn't want that or whatever, but um, his girlfriend at a certain point in time was basically known as the drug dealer to the stars. Really? Her name's like Kathy Smith or some, uh, I think it's Kathy Smith. 
and she's the one she's notorious for being the one who um, injected uh, John Belushi with his failed dose of uh, when he overdosed. Oh, baloney. Who cares? Uh, I mean, I don't care about that specifically, but she was also like, she was like the party girl. She was like all the parties. She would get drugs for everybody. Seems she was like also a, a musician herself. Seems like a blast. I can't imagine Gordon Lightfoot was a big drug guy. Uh, he was a big drinker. So, uh, but yeah, are, apparently him and her, like they were like oil and water, but they like, they were in love with each other kind of thing. I'm looking uh, at some people that are, that are, uh, that were in this movie. Um, Bob Dylan, never heard of him. Yeah. Neil Young. Who's that? Joni Mitchell, psh, whatever. Sarah McLaughlin, oh, I'm sad, puppies. Anne Murray, legend. Yeah. Uh, she was in it quite a bit, actually. That was good. She's great. She, yeah. I, was, I grew up with the Anne Murray ads all the time. They'd be like, <laughs> the, the Anne Murray collections. <laughs> she, was, she was a real voice of my early television career. Mm-hmm. And then I see Steve Earle, of course. Oh, yeah, he was in it for me, yep. Good guy, great podcast. If you ever mm-hmm. listen to him on a podcast, he's a... He's got a he's he's got quite he's a great story. in the wire, great in the wire, uh, and then uh, Getty Lee Gross, uh, I assume you know who that is. Nope. Rush. Oh, okay. I don't even remember him uh, seeing him or who he was. So well, I, yeah, I wasn't sure about that. This dumb Wikipedia search, and then Tom Cochran, of course, is in this. Which he's I don't like, know who that is. You do a hundred percent. You do because if life is a highway. Oh, that guy. Okay. All night long. Yeah. True. True. Maybe yeah. Greg Gaffin. Is that the guy from Bad Religion? He's the only guy that looks Bad Religion-y in this. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that, the, that the, maybe the most interesting I found out is that how many people um, covered, actually covered his songs uh, on, like, on their own like albums. Not, not just like performed them and stuff, but actually like covered them and, and like released them. Have you been listening to some Gordon Lightfoot then? Are you like into... Are you... Over the last couple of months, I have been a little bit more so maybe than, than usual, but I, I've, I've always been, uh, I've always liked a few of his songs at, at the very least. Seems like a fun, seems like a fun, uh, fun little, like, exp- like be like, oh, I'm going to start getting into Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Well, but so they, you know, they, they cover like a lot of his famous songs, I guess, or his, or his better songs and they're very folksy. So it's like, it's really hard for me to sort of sit down and probably listen to a lot of them. Background music, bro. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, these are these. Some of these are really tough, you know. But the fact that he turned the he turned the fucking a song about the ship sinking in the fucking Lake Superior into a like a number one hit is in, is incredibly impressive. What song me. is that? It's the the um was it the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald or whatever? Jesus Christ! I guess I don't know anything about Gordon Lightfoot. I do see Harry, Harry Belafonte covered like seven of his songs. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, which is pretty nuts to me. Glenn Campbell, obviously, he, all he that guy never wrote a song. There was there was a big uh, there was a big contingent of of uh, and they even talked about it, a contingent of of country singers, old you know like Glenn Campbell and Curly Wayne Jennings Curly and, and Chalker, and, and, Curly Chalker, <laughs> famous Curly who, Chalker, who did who, did, who really enjoyed his, his like covering his his music because they thought it was perfect for their uh, yeah. for their tune the sound. Seems yeah, there's a lot of like. Country dudes, I've but, never I was, heard of. but there was a lot of like punk and like you know, or like you know, bad religion, those kinds of bands and stuff too, that were do a lot of their cover, uh, covered a lot of his songs too, which I thought was actually a, a pretty good testament to. I mean, there uh, must, I'm on this, I'm on like a just like Lightfoot CA with all the artists that have covered him, and I'm like, there's got there's hundreds, mm-hmm. there's hundreds. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. and some people it's did crazy. like his whole catalog. He's I, he's a pretty I think he's a pretty underrated. Um, he, I mean he's also got a pretty unique sound too when he sings and and the way he plays and everyone's uh, was um, you know he he played a twelve string guitar a lot. If you could read my mind, seems to be the one that lots of people like to cover. Yeah, that's a big one. Wow, this is incredible. Poco, he, I love Poco. <laughs> I do. I'm a big Poco guy. Ron Sexsmith. All right. Well, I'm gonna watch this movie. Unless you say it's not worth it, then I'm not gonna watch it. Um, no, no, no. It's it's um. It's worthwhile still. It's worthwhile. It was worthwhile. It uh, it was um, it was good. It, it I I I thought I was gonna learn a little more than I did, but it was still a good kind of overview of, of his life and the whole thing. And and you still learn uh learn more than enough. Well, I gotta hang out with a bunch of boomers this week, and there's a good chance we'll all be wondering what to watch. Yeah, so there you go. I'll put it. I'll I'll suggest it. 
They might like it. Because Kristen's uncle is a big music guy. Oh, okay. Kristen's dad's a music guy. I, be, I, I bet you I bet you they'd watch it. Mm-hmm. I can, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I'm going to do it. That sounds, real, that sounds like real fun. That sounds like a really fun time. A real really fun doing, time. A real fun time. Chris, uh, yeah. did you do anything for Father's Day before we get into sports, of which I have nothing to discuss? Uh, no, man. No. I, I'm not a father. I don't have a father. Uh, Anna has a father. You do, yeah, you're, you're but, a dog father. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't go down those roads, man. Dog don't, father. Come. Fur baby? You're oh, on the fur baby path. Come on. Uh, and we were like, we're going to see her father here like in by Wednesday and through the weekend and stuff. So uh, we decided not to uh, actually do Father's Day with him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope, to, I hope you got him something. We, we had a great time. We had a nice Sunday. Did you get? Okay. So yeah. uh, I went to a baseball game. I went and saw Major League Baseball, Chris. Wow. I saw I saw the New York Mets play the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh I officially like I what as soon as I saw Cardinals fans, I was like I hate Cardinals fans so much. Cuz they're like this elite group of like baseball nerds. It's like everybody kind of just uh, like it's such like a oh I like the history like Kurt Flood and Ozzy Smith and doing things the right way and go cards like we'll cry when our stadium closes and like I just I despise Cardinals fans. I like they're they're so righteous, mm-hmm. and astute, and like they're like the NPR of fucking baseball. Like they're just like everyone that sits around in there with their little books open and their glasses on their nose and their you know their old timey St. Louis cap that they've had since their papa gave it to them. <laughs> I fucking can't. I can't with that fan base. Like they're so elite. It's like they act like they did. Mark McGuire wasn't completely roided out through most of like his career on the Cardinals. They just, <laughs> I hate being around him. And it stems back from when like the Phillies used to have to play him all the time. And I was actually cared about baseball and I'd go to Phillies games, especially during the playoffs. It was always the fucking Cardinals and they're just so fucking righteous. Ugh, I hate them. I hear you. And I think I, it's, I think it's every white guy, our ages, second favorite team. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like I, I like them. I like, you know, they do things the right way. I can't stand them. Vince Coleman, that guy could steal a base. That's what yeah. we need, base yeah. stealers. If it wasn't for Ricky Henderson, he'd be... I'd be in the hall. Be in the hall. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like every time, like, it's, it's such a... It's such an outrage or travesty uh, that, that, like, the Cardinals aren't, aren't doing or playing well, you oh, know, like, right will, now or last yeah, year or something. It's like, how did the Cardinals not the be? Cardinals are in it. At least that. At least I can root for a team that feels... I feel like every year, everyone always picks, like, the Cardinals to be, like, one of the better teams. And they're, yeah. they're not. And they're like, I don't understand how they're not good. You know, it's like, they're not. They're always, they're always. Analytically um, speaking, they should be pretty good at baseball. <clears throat> Plus, historically, Kurt Flood. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, they always get the benefit of the doubt, and I don't know why. I just don't understand it. I don't get cause it. Because the, they have this, like, dumb, nostalgic bullshit. Like, they reek of everything I hate about baseball, which is, like, a simpler mm. time. Mm. Before Juneteenth even was a glint in <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's eye. Uh, and we yeah. could just sit. Well, did you have fun at the game, then? Oh, so I had a blast. It took me three hours to get there. Uh... <laughs> It was, but it was Pride Night, which is fucking worth it because uh, the the LGBTQ community came out and it was fun. They were like like every you every flavor you can imagine. They had like a like a strong lesbian pull a truck to win a prize. Ooh. They had like a super flamboyant kid as the DJ. Uh, the Coca-Cola sign in the was a rainbow. Like it was like the opposite of whatever the Dodgers are doing. Like the Mets like leaned into it. We got little rainbow fans as like the giveaway. Mm. Like you get, yeah, it was super fun. I uh we they were selling Jack and Jill, which is something I didn't know existed. What is that? <laughs> no, Cracker Jill. That's it. It's Cracker Jill. Oh, instead so, of Cracker Jack. It's Lady Cracker Jack, yeah. Uh but it had nothing to do with the Pride Day. It's just a thing they do. I thought it was like, oh, this is Cracker Jacks without nuts. Which it's <laughs> not. Because <laughs> there were no nuts in mine. I bought sure. it. And I was like, this is clearly, they're like very subtly, but weirdly, 
Cracker Jill is the Cracker Jacks without nuts, but there just were no nuts in it. So I guess maybe huh. they don't even have nuts in Cracker Jacks anymore. Probably not because of like peanut Puda. diseases or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, write in if you have a better answer. Uh, but I will say this. My first experience of the pitch count or pitch clock, uh, the game was over. Official time, two hours and 12 minutes. Mm. We couldn't even finish our last beers that we got in the, in the sixth inning. It was amazing. I spent, I spent an hour longer on the train to get there than the game itself. But it was, was so fast and great. And the seats were nice. And it was like a good, like it was a, a pretty night. I, didn't, I couldn't tell you what happened except for fucking Vogelbach hit a home run, the, my least favorite player in all of baseball. <laughs> so that was a real, I was like, <laughs> sounded like a real dummy. You know, uh, <laughs> why don't you like him? Because he, he was, I don't like a lovable chubster that isn't good. Like everyone's like, oh, he's fat. We should love him. He's, he makes every team bad. We had him in Pittsburgh. He sucked. He sucks. And just cause he's fat, people like root for him, which I think is dumb. Like okay. if you're, if you're John Cruck and you're like a good fucking player, it's one thing. If you're, or if you're like. Bartolo Cologne, and you're like, have like, you're fat, but you're charming, and you can like <laughs> once in a while throw a no hitter out of nowhere. Like, that's great. <laughs> but Dan Fogelfuck, that guy is a, eating up a de- designated hitter spot, which makes no sense to me because the guy has two home runs. And here I am shitting on him right <laughs> on cue. He fucking hits one out of the goddamn yard. <laughs> Mets win. We went home. Mets. That was a wrap. That's what's important. What's important is it was two hours, and no exactly. one can argue with it. Like, there's, an, I've not heard an argument against the pitch clock, like since it's been exi- in existence. Plenty no, I think push- there's some bullshit people are trying, but it's it's just dumb. It's Who, not even which worth. people, Cardinals fans, probably. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like the old tried and true. Like, I just want my old baseball back. You know who I'm fucking sick of in baseball? A's fans. You fucking didn't go to the game. You didn't. Your, your your team got bought by some rich kid, and now they're going to Vegas. Sorry, I'm sorry, Oakland. I'm sorry you're losing the A's, but you haven't been good in a long time. And you show up for one night and you bitch and moan, sell the team. And I, you know what? If it happens, great. But you still won't come to fucking games because baseball's you, boring and there's too much of it. Well, that's okay, sure. But th- but that's actually no, that's actually not true at all. First of all, the guy the guy's owned the team for a long time. That's what I said. Like, uh, he, uh, you, he, some new guy came no, in. No, no, no. I said, I said a, rich, like, a rich kid owns your team, but like it, it's not like he just came to he came. He bought it to sell it. He's tried, right? Oh no, he hasn't, and that's the problem. Uh, he hasn't put is, any money into it. Is he's he's um he's just been he's been playing the long game here. Is is doing everything possible not to get people to come to that stadium and get fans in there and and leave it as a shitty decrepit stadium that's falling apart and sewage goes everywhere, and so it it makes people not want to go to the game. So he can actually move this team away and get a new stadium and and get it paid for and everything. So he doesn't have to put money into it himself. Oh well, I take it back then. I'm sorry, A's fans. I really wish you had the ownership that you deserve. Yeah, I um, think like I think especially they, a homegrown they, team like the Oakland A's, you know, a team that started in Oakland and back a hundred years ago, and now they're going to lose their team. It's tragic that the long-standing Oakland A's always been the Oakland A's. They'll always be the Oakland A's. Like they, I, listen, man, I'm except with the for they were the Kansas they, City A's and they were the Philadelphia A's, and now they're going to be the Las Vegas A's, and it'll be fine. It's it'll be fine. I mean, yeah, but that's that's not the point. The, the point is, is that he screwed over a whole city and fans, and he played them, and the and the commissioner is in on it. Of course he is, and he just admitted to it. Yeah, of course he is. And like, you could have just sold the team to someone else, and they could have kept him there, and you could have built a new stadium, and you could have worked this all out, but he didn't want to. No, because he and wants. That's to, just fucking bullshit. And now, but he's the one. Like, but, that's it, but everyone right shits on owner. the fans and the team, and like, it sh- starts shitting on the fucking owners. It's never going to happen. He's only since 2005. It's, it's never going to happen. This is like the argument in, across sports, and no one will ever, like, it's all, what's happened is, is like, all of it's come to light, and, it, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, look at what's happening to the Phoenix Suns. New ownership. You know, everyone's like, finally, we got the sexist out of here. And some scumbag buys a team, gets Durant in, but, like, uses up all their resources to have, like, 
what he like this great fucking team. He's buying up Beal, and it's like it makes like the game not fun because he's it's just these are just toys for the ultra rich now. It's not no one cares. These these all baseball, all football, all basketball owners are either bags of shit or conglomerate bags of shit. There isn't like a there isn't an owner out there whose heart is in the right place or that cares about their team. I just don't think that that's a, that's the case. And unfortunately, we're all learning that. And this it's being like Oakland has been the team that's suffering the most from it. I don't you know like it's it's there the there isn't a way to there there's there isn't a way to beat it. There's no way these 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 franchises are worth more than anyone ever would have thought they would be worth. I think the way to beat it is actually to to, to stop giving publicly funded money to these guys. Oh, 100%. I don't know how... Right. The, that's the grossest part of this, is how they get other people to buy, to pay for their stadiums. Right. And then not have any control over it. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. I, there's, there, at some point, there's got to be... Uh, there's at some point there's got to be a tipping point there. Well, the tipping point was the Seattle Supersonics because the 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 Seahawks got all this money from the from the city to build the stadium, and so the Sonics were like, "We want it too," and they were like, "No, we just gave all this money to the Seahawks, and now we won't do it. We're not going to be the ones to pay for it." And guess what? You lost your fucking team because of it. Yeah, no, I mean, the tipping point was like, is that, is that people in cities are going to stop doing this. Like, there's, there's, no more, there's no more cities you can go to unless you start going, like, you know, down uh, to, to sort of lower populated cities. Right? So, like, uh, the thing I keep, uh, you know, you keep reading about this in the, uh, is, is in hockey where the Arizona or the Phoenix Coyotes or whatever the fuck they're called. It's like they can't get a new stadium, and then they they keep you know threatening to like move. Are they brand new? Maybe like ten years ago or something, basically. Right. But they suck, and they're they're basically the Oakland A's of hockey, probably even worse. Like the town doesn't really want them. They don't like hockey there. Yeah. They, but they kind of force this team in there, uh, and then they keep talking about like moving and relocating. But it's always like the same four, like three or four cities. And it's I, like, well, you can actually, who you can actually probably move there? a team into like. Wisconsin or Canada. Yeah. Or like Maine. Yeah. Or like other places in Canada or like even you could, you know, like you, you know, uh, some other places where it's, it's like, you, you don't need, you, uh, you don't need a population of over a million people no, if you right, move, to support them. You like you some move, places you could even have 200,000 people hockey in that, in that to, town. Hockey to Spokane or somewhere yeah. or like Boise or like some place like Des Moines, Iowa yeah, or like, yeah. you know, where they actually have like college hockey where it's big and they yeah. support it. Yeah. But it's not a it's not a major city. Like you could go and and, and my point is, is well, that's how it, old hockey was, right? That's why like Hartford was like a, a city. Like yeah, like, right, basically. And that's how and that's how like Europe, you know, like European soccer is. It's like these places go crazy for a town, you know, teams, and they have like less than a hundred thousand people in, in their fans you know, or in the population of their towns or whatever. And yet it, they flood, you know, they have tens of thousands of people in these stadiums. Well, they take ownership of their teams, right? I mean, I only know this because I watched the Wrexham show. But like, yeah, that's, but, like, that's an oh, example. Uh, but there's, that's but their, that. yeah. their entire town, you know? Right. But that's the thing. Like if you put a hockey team in, 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 in Iowa or, or, uh, somewhere Fargo. else sort of in the upper Midwest there, they're going to, they're going to crazy for that shit. They Fargo. love hockey there. Yeah. Make the case. Although it seems that like only that like Florida is the only place where hockey is any good anymore. Yeah. It, yeah. It, to some degree. I don't know. I just don't, I don't get the whole thing where it, it needs to be in a major market. Like that doesn't like nowadays that doesn't make any sense anymore to me. And, and then whatever I, I'm sort of indifferent about the A's moving and not moving, but I, I just feel like you're they're, You know, we could, we I could start I'm, doing I think, this. I think, I, I, think I've, I think I've changed my tune. I think I'm with you. I think that that does feel crummy. I thought it was more like the A's, just the fans never came out and they had this like, and now they're sad about it. But no, I, I mean, I, I, you don't I know, know they've had a low payroll for pretty a long time. obvious that he was trying to not get people to come to that stadium. And so he can have an excuse and a, and a monetary reason to, to relocate or do whatever, or try to hang the city over by a barrel or something to get whatever he wanted out of this. And he couldn't, then he was going to move. Right. And that's just bullshit. Like that's fucking bullshit, man. Like just be a fucking honest fucking, you know, about this and like work. You could have worked with the city and he blamed the city. And of course the city was like, no, no, no. 
we had a couple proposals. You didn't want to go through with these. You didn't like them because it had to be on his terms. Everything had to be on his terms. Right. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. You're a fucking billionaire. Right. Well, then they should have won the whole fucking thing. But they didn't because they didn't what? have fucking Willie Mays Hayes. And they didn't have <laughs> Wild Thing. <laughs> they should have got Wild Thing. Of course. <laughs> California Penal League. That's where they that's where they dropped the ball. Ted Lasso could have came and coached. Yeah, oh, would have been great. Would have been great. But <laughs> Real life, di- life didn't imitate art in this case. Guess not. Too bad. It will soon, though. I'm sure. Yeah, maybe with the Pirates. They're, they're, yeah, maybe they can just get uh, they can hire uh, Bob Huggins or something. <laughs> Yo, Bob Huggins. That guy, deserves, that guy deserves another chance. That's for sure. Why, Bob Huggins? <laughs> okay for those that don't know bob huggins famed uh history football coach or sorry basketball coach of the uh west virginia mountaineers uh staple of the big east before they moved to the acc right uh he was also since he was a cincinnati coach for a long time right i think he's one of the most winningest coaches in ncaa history he's never done shit maybe made it to a final four or two uh mm-hmm. real piece of shit real turd no one likes him except rj a couple of weeks ago maybe a month or two ago he said some pretty disgraceful things towards the uh, homosexual uh, contingent of the United States. I had to look it up recently just to see exactly what he said, and it is insane that he didn't get fired after saying that. It was not like a, oh, I accidentally said gay to mean lame, you know? Like, it was yeah. abusive. Yeah. Uh, really bad. But he, he, he took a million dollars less than his salary, so that, that, that's okay. He that's took just... a million dollars less. He had the uh, guy who said the same word... Uh, that used to announce Cincinnati Reds games come to do some motivational speaking, which is insane in its own right. That that was like he he brought that guy in to talk to his team, uh, which seems a little bit uh, miscalculated. That's not miscalculated at all. That's just that's just true colors. It's just this guy. This guy is never a nice guy. Flash forward to a week. Uh, this past weekend, uh, Bob Huggins gets pulled over in the city. I can personally vouch for is one of the hardest cities in the country to get a DUI to get pulled over in general. I don't think I ever saw in the three years I lived there, a car pulled over by a police car. They don't have the resources. They don't give a fuck. Everyone's drunk there all the time. It's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But Bob had managed to get blotto, uh, had plastic bags full of empty cans in the front seat with him, crashed, and didn't know what town he was in at 8 o'clock at night. That's insane. They tried to let him walk, too. They said, sir, get in your car uh, and, and move along. And they were like, he can't drive. He's driving all over the place. Uh, I mean, part of that probably meant was because he had a flat tire. But still, he had no way of knowing what he, he was doing. He was almost three times um, over the legal limit. I don't know how drunk you have to do be to blow a two point two, right? That's what it was. Yeah, uh, that's guessing, that's a lot of fucking alcohol. I'm guessing drunk, dude, his size. I'm guessing drunk. Yeah, I'm guessing that's a regular. Like he's baseline, like point eight, right? He literally, ba- ba- from what I was reading, and understood. He thought he was in fucking Columbus or fucking Ohio. Yeah, that's the best part. He didn't yeah. know where he was. So yeah, like, Bob, no, and not mean like he didn't know where he was. He was like, I doesn't know exactly where he is at that moment. He he's in a completely different fucking state than where he thought he was going to be or should be. Like that's in fucking sane. I mean, you think you'd be tiptoeing around life a little bit after what you just been through? No, of but course Bob not. Doubled, not these fucking Bob guys. doubled down. Bob lost his job. Disgraced. I looked up his Wikipedia the night he got busted and all of like their all of his crimes were on there and he he'd gotten a dui uh like 20 years ago too there was and then it had all the stuff like the racial slurs and all of the controversies uh the next morning i went to look it up to reference it uh and it was all gone and it was just a mention of that he'd been pulled over for a dui in pittsburgh and was uh had resigned to the next day so his pr team is working overtime to retell this story for a potential <laughs> I don't know what like a tr- like one double A spot or whatever it is like D three, you know like D- there's a there's a world where Bob Huggins comes back like a redemption story. 
He's going to have to get sober, which seems like really hard work for this guy at this point. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Probably These just... guys, they're too big of egomaniacs, and like they think they can do anything. You know, and yeah, whatever. Like none, none of the rules. And he almost did. Kind of he almost true. did. I mean, he was pro- he was proving the point. Yeah, he almost did do everything. You know, like mm-hmm. he, it's not it's not that far fetched. I'm great. I mean, I don't give a shit about this guy at all. I don't feel bad for him. I never liked him. Fuck West Virginia. Fuck Bob Huggins. And mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just happy he got busted in Pittsburgh. It's great. Mm-hmm. This is another P- Pittsburgh. Just one more upsmanship over. West Virginia in general. Major Harris is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about this Bradley Beal trade at all? Uh, I, mean, I, I can, I can, tr- I can try. I don't, I don't understand how CBAs work. So I don't know how it like affects everyone. I don't get why it's good for the wizards at all. And I don't basically they, they get expired. Yeah, like basically, they, they just get to start over. They basically get to go, like, have very little contract money, and they can kind of just start from scratch, is, is basically the, you know, and every once in a while, like, a team has to do that. And they got a boatload of second rounders, right? Yeah. You get one first rounder. So like, you couldn't even get one first fucking rounder, and you got two first round pick swaps, which I'm pretty sure that, that you're never going to swap yeah, those picks because yeah. Phoenix is going to be as bad as you are. Yeah. I don't know if it's awesome for Phoenix. I don't even know if Bradley Beal's good. But I do know Kevin Durant gets whatever the fuck he wants, which is crazy to me. Like, he also doesn't learn. I just don't get that, it. Like what? Like I'm sorry. How, he's super like, not working anymore. You, he has how many rings? Two? One? You got the, One? You got the, he, two? Maybe he got two in, in Golden State. He, like, he is the worst. He gets to play with the best players and underachieve. And then when he does win, he can't get along with that team. So he goes and starts another team. And it's like, I, I, and everyone's okay with it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, why, like, how is he I mean, I don't that know much of a darling? I did hear, so I listened to... He's a darling. I think he's very mixed. It's a very mixed response for, for Durant between a lot of people. He's very... I think that, the, I mean, a darling amongst players. Everyone wants to go play with him. No, of course, because he's a good player. Who wouldn't want to play with him? I don't know. He doesn't win. Well, but that's the problem is that, and he's not learning that and that no one else is, is that these super teams aren't actually, you can't have that anymore. You, you need more balance and depth. Yeah. Uh, and, and this isn't going to end well. Like they, like their whole, you know, everyone's making fun of that. It's going to be the, you know, they're starting four basically. And then oh, like a whole bunch of like guys who can like barely play in this league. Kind of well, you know, so just have to give the minimum contract. I listened to Ryan Rossillo talk about it. He thinks, I, I think it was him said that, uh, Aiden will probably get moved. That Rob. was that was the thinking, mm-hmm. and that uh, so that's, that's and for like and 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 basically for like you know, contract relief and and like some like reserve like role player type guys like like you're not getting much back for Aiden, and that's kind of the point is like you want more guys who can kind of maybe fill out your bench more so that who use wants, who wants Aiden, that who, who's Aiden the missing piece for nobody yeah it's gonna be really hard to trade that guy especially because they just gave him that big new contract yeah and he's he's lame. I want to like him. I just don't see him as like a top. I mean, there might be a team. Portland? I mean, I can't Portland? even think of one off the top of my head that, 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 you know, you could use a kind of a center. Maybe they could, he's got some skills. Portland, he's, he Portland can play inside could, and out Portland a bit, you know, like it, I can't think he, of anyone else. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, it, it honestly, it kind of feels like what uh, golden state was trying to do when they drafted Weissman and yeah. it just didn't work out. But Aiden's kind of, that's, I think was, was sort of that similar, I think Aiden, Aiden has some skills. He just doesn't seem to have the heart. Yeah, maybe. Or he just, or in like Phoenix, it wasn't working out because he kept getting overshadowed by everybody else. So like, I, I mean. But Monty's gone and that was the big issue with him. So maybe like it's the right. Yeah, maybe it turns around. I just can't imagine rooting for this team. I don't like him. And I don't like him because of sour grapes because I'm like, oh, and I like Devin Booker. But I'm like, what did you, like, I don't like that you got, like they forced an owner out some other rich dick moves in. Isaiah Thomas is his fucking, his like a chief advisor. And they're just buying up all these garbage contracts that like, even if they were competitive for the next two years, they're going to be so fucking. And they all have, they all have injury histories except for Booker, I guess, but they all have injury histories. This isn't going to end well. And in three years, they're going to suck. They're going to be one of the worst teams with overcapped. And like, I don't know. 
And all it does is free up Chris Paul to go play with like Boston or the Lakers or some other team. And it's, I don't know. I hate it all. <laughs> good. Good. They can, whoever wants him, we can take him. Chris Paul. Yeah. I I mean, thank God the Sixers are not going to get rid of James Harden because like, that means we definitely won't get Chris Paul. I would be so sad to get Chris Paul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's great. I even read that the Clippers want to bring Chris Paul back. I'm like, yeah, perfect. Go him. back to the Clippers. Have him. That team can't win. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, and good for, good for Bradley Beal actually too. Right. And his, and his, uh, agent, right. Cause they played this perfectly. I mean, they got a fucking no trade clause. Like they got no trade clause. They got the maximum extension possible. And then they were like, they, and then they asked out and they, they, they picked the team that they wanted. He won't really wanted to go to. And he gets to be a number three guy. Yeah. He doesn't even have to be a number two. He doesn't have to do shit. Yeah. He has to score like an occasional 30, like when Durant doesn't play. Like that's right. fucking great. Yeah. That's a walk in the park. It's a walk in the park. And he still put up decent numbers last year. He was just injured a lot and he, and he was on a terrible team. And I, just never, bad. I just never thought he was great. I never. I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he's great. I think he's really good though. I guess. He can shoot. He yeah. can play. Those can teams he, were, you know, a couple of those couple of years where it was him and, uh, John Wall. Westbrook or whoever else. Oh, yeah, John Wall. Right. Like they, you know, they were pretty good. They were really good. I love those teams. I'm not against Bradley Beal at all. No, I'm not either. I'm just against Kevin Durant and the fucking Suns ownership. And I'm against the fact that fucking Isaiah Thomas is like somehow doing Isaiah Thomas things with a new team in a new era. Like it's crazy. You don't think Bob Huggins is going to come back? Isaiah Thomas is advising a, a person on Huggins how to. Huggins is totally going to come back. If Rick Patino can come, keep coming back. Uh, yeah. Huggins can, yeah, like some, you're right. Some would will pick him up. It'll be like a, it'll be one of those, like, you know, Iona's or, no or the, uh, oh yeah. yeah, he Huggins, he'll probably be coaching Fordham by like in two years. Honestly, he'll probably coach West Virginia in like a year. He'll I, just go back to West Virginia in like a year. I'd see him in Fordham. Perfect. Fordham. <laughs> that's a good place for a match. Perfect match. Yeah. When you said yeah, Iona, or like love. Liberty, you know, like one of those places. Yeah. The Oral super Roberts. like religious private schools Oral that are Roberts. like, oh well, he's still a good coach. We'll yeah. just hire him because no one can touch us. Yeah, Oral Roberts, you can't do it. You can't tell us what we can hire. Yeah, exactly. The Lord tells us what we can hire. <laughs> <laughs> Except for he went after Catholics. That was the issue. And when he slurred, because it was like, yeah, they don't care. Because it was like Xavier like threw dildos on the court or something. Yeah, they don't care. And he was like right. saying the Catholics. Uh, yeah. Like they'll lot. they'll they'll work and massage it however they fucking want to, just like a Catholic. Mm-hmm. They sure do like to massage it however they want to. Hey, Chris. Yeah, we were um, we were talking last week about your love for the uh, Chicago Sky. Yeah, still love them. Yeah, so I I, I watched a little I watched a little WNBA this week. What you did you watch them against Indiana? I did not. I watched the fourth quarter of the uh, Dallas-Seattle game, actually, which was a really good game. Okay. Uh, I, and they both scored over 100 points. Which, I only which watched was, the first half of that game, but it was fun because they were, sh- they were making shots from the beginning. It was I incredible. Didn't, I didn't see the conclusion. Uh, Dallas is fun, right? Dallas is fun. They're fun. Dallas and, is fun. And, and Seattle's, I, Seattle has some little potential there. They're, yeah, they're, Jewel, they're a bad team. Jewel's a baller. She's a great co- Yeah. I yeah, love she's great. her. She's great. Uh, they got a couple of cuties on the team, not to be a misogynist, but part, I'm just going to, if I was, I've thought about this and if I was a woman and I was watching a team and there were some attractive men, I'd be like, Ooh, he's cute. Yeah. Clay Thompson yeah. or whatever. But, uh, there's a couple of cuties on, on Seattle, not, but maybe not their best players, but I like, man, Dallas, I like where they play when they play at home. They've got like a, like their crowds. Great. They got a good, like kind of smaller stadium that they play in. Mm-hmm. And they're they just they're fun. I like that team. They're fun. Yeah, they are fun. Uh, but I was surprised about how Chicago is. Um, they're five and seven now. I don't get it. I don't understand what what's missing. I don't either. I, I was so surprised. I, I thought they were playing well, but they're um, coaching. They, I guess they just keep losing. Is it coaching? No, I, I don't think so. I, I thought I thought Wade is a good coach. I thought so too. Um. I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We'll see. Maybe they, you know, it's tough. Maybe they've just been playing sort of top-heavy teams. Although, I like the fact that Atlanta and, and Dallas and Indiana keep sort of like beating a couple teams here and there. I can't. I, I don't like that sort of, uh, that, that sort of balance. Sometimes. So I watched the Chicago-Indiana game, and I really thought Indiana sucked. And I can't believe they won that game. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't really like, I don't see it with that team. I mean, every, I think every team has like pretty good players. And what's her name? Mabry. She, is that her name? She had like a really, she had a pretty good game. No, that's, she's on the sky. It was on, somebody on that team went like, I felt, felt like went off. Uh, yeah. I think Aaliyah Boston's good. That team, I will say this about the fever. Sure. They seem to really, they gel. Like, they like each other. Like, they have, like, real, like, they're, when they call a timeout, they get really invested in, like, their timeouts. They're always, like, talking to each other. There's a lot of, like, conversations. Like, there's some, and I, I like their coach. I know you do, too. But I feel like the Sky are just, like, they're, they're, I just don't know why they're not winning. I guess if I like you, then you're going to just suck a little bit. <laughs> just, it's just a law of nature. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Did you see anything else that you liked out there? Uh, no, that's about the only thing I, w- I was able to watch. Um, uh, but I, w- I just paying attention to like the scores and, and, and the games and stuff. And I, I just, that's, I, I'm happy that teams like Indiana and, and Atlanta are actually winning a few games more and so Seattle. than they have in the last couple of years. Seattle. And they're, well, they're oh, actually been building. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's momentum. Yeah. There's teams and stuff and they, and they've been drafting well and that kind of stuff. Um, also the, we also talked about this last week, Dallas, we were talking about how like the number one, you know, picks and stuff or, or high draft picks don't ever necessarily work out. And I referenced Dallas's old number one pick, which I think was from last season. Before last season, she was the first overall pick, Charlie Collier from yeah. Texas. Yes. They waived her two months ago. Yeah. She's not even on a team right now. Wow. Like, and she was the consensus number one overall pick, and she can't even make a roster after they cut her. They made the right move then. That's crazy to me, man. They made the right move. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel bad for her. Me too. Uh, but I, that's, what, that's what I, like, I can't wrap my head around, like, how, how off you can be on a player who's who is there, I don't think there wasn't any other option at number one, you know, kind of going into it. Like there was never a doubt. She wasn't going to be like, so that's that stuff like fascinates me and kind of confuses me a little bit too with this league so far. But, um, I don't know. I, I, every time I turn a game on, I've always been, I've just enjoyed watching them. How do you say, uh, the best player on the, on the wing, the wings last name. It's like, uh, Ogumbowale, is it? How, is that how you say it? Oh, Arika, yeah. Uh, Ogumbowale, yeah. Didn't she start out somewhere else? Didn't she start out like on the Sparks or something? She might have. Like, I don't see how you let a player like that go. She's she's like a difference maker. She's a she's a, one of the, I think one of the most exciting players to watch. I I love her game. I think. Sato Sabali is going to be a le- she's she's fine. I think this is the first season she's played twelve games in like her first three years. Like she's like, but she's getting burned. She's going to be a difference maker. I I've I might like Dallas now. I might be a Dallas guy. Um, okay. I will say this, Chris, and this is a something I noticed watching. Cause I've been watching a lot of WNBA. Um, there's a move that happens in the WNBA, and I don't know why, but it's this fucking up at, this under the rim bullshit where you like run baseline and then you do, you go under the basket and it happens so much and it's such a low percentage shot. And it's, I don't know if it like starts in college or high school or if it's just part of the women's game, but I, you you see it a bunch of times during most games. I, and I'm not just like generalizing, like I've, I've really been paying attention to it and it seems like such a bailout and such a low percentage shot. And I don't fucking get it. It needs to just, get it needs to be untaught it is not a high percentage shot it's barely there it feels like a player runs baseline and there's all of a sudden a giant person in front of them and they take a like a quick step under the hoop and then try to do a quick under the basket move and it usually is by a shorter person and it sucks it sucks and it like it feels like a bad habit that's like that's raging across WNBA. is this something you've noticed at all i haven't Pay attention to it. It's crazy. It's maddening. It's like it's the one thing that like drives me up a fucking wall. It's my biggest pet peeve right now in all of the WNBA, and I see it all the fucking time. Huh. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I I always do. I feel like they do miss a lot of sort of like layups or or sort of you know shots close to the basket, um, which is always kind of frustrating. You know, like right there. Like I mean, like I think WNBA plays a lot of like '90s era basketball. Like they're except for they shoot threes a lot better and a lot more. Yeah, but there is a real. There's a lot of like 
true centers on these teams mm -hmm. always run with a big person like running like and just clogging the middle uh and brianna stewart is like the only like unicorn in in the in the league right now she's the like and i think satu sabali could be the next one but like it can really shoot from outside or mid-range but it can also like clog the middle a little bit right who is way over six foot and stuff yeah, too exactly. yeah exactly yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think I, mean, I think Brianna Stewart is the best basketball player in in basketball. That's that's what I think. But I don't hmm. know. I don't. That's that's I. She's a true game changer. I'm willing to say that right now. Yeah, I, she's. It's probably either her or Asia Wilson. I haven't watched enough Asia. Yeah, uh, Elena Deladon was probably in the conversation until like her back injuries, like two or three years ago. Yeah, like she was a she was a true unicorn. She was. The one who who she was sort of Brianna Stewart before you you know you were kind of with you know what, what her game is. Um, but yeah, there's a few. I I'm think there's a few a, more and more, and I like to, to see admit, that too. Every I'll be the year, first it seems to admit like some that more I'm, I'm pretty new to the WNBA. I've only been watching for like the last four or five years, so I you know, and only watching like now I'm just watching four games a week. Like right. that's all I but, watch. But someone like Enrique on Dallas, who was always known, I think, as a really good offensive player, but. Apparently she's fucking incredible at defense too. Like she was locking down Jewel Lloyd there in the second half. You gotta watch her, man. She's fucking great. She's a, she's, she's really, really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Like I've known she's really good, but I've never just heard watching that. Jewel Lloyd had like forty points that game. Still, yeah. Like she. Well, they both did. It was a fucking. It's a. You can watch all these games if you like. They're all on tape delay. They're all available. You can watch them all. Like usually in like a two minute without a half or two hour without a halftime, and it's like well worth your time. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just end up watching a lot of first halves because I don't, I can't go on a two hour bike ride. I can only go on a one hour bike ride. So <laughs> I've seen a lot of first, I don't see a lot. Of, I don't see how a lot of games end. <laughs> but this is my life. You should probably watch the second half instead. It's really better. You can't fast forward. I don't know why. It's like, a, no, you just have to like schedule your bike ride like later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you have any closing thoughts? We've actually made it an hour. But with nothing to say, so great. Kudos to you. Or I mean, we're there's no one better than us than that. We are the kings of stretching. Uh, I mean, we can talk about one last fucking thing, which right. is, I don't. Gotta I be don't quick. Know how to gotta be quick, or else it's gonna go way long. I like. Uh, it. Let's uh, go long. Let's go long. You can now bet on the Special Olympics. I'm not touching that shit. It nope. feels kind of weird, doesn't nope. it? But then, like, I'm who? Why shouldn't you? I'm be, not. Like, I'm not touching it. All right. I will only get into trouble. <laughs> I'm not. T Go ahead. Tell me what you think. I'll well, listen. To, in, in one instance, it feels a little disrespectful, but I don't know why. I, I don't know if I can probably make a, a, the, the, an argument either way for it. Can you? Bet right? on, like, like it just feels it, like it's it's just something you shouldn't do. But at the same time, it's just another sport. Like they gamble and everything else. Like why should we make it up? Just because they're sort what of are you know, the special Olympics. Olympics and athletes. What are they? Are they like a bit like I feel like there's special Olympics all the, over the place? Like, yeah, it's a worldwide event. Right. So you can bet on like the regional, like you can bet on like my friends, like autistic kid. Like No, I think the actual Special Olympics. It's like the red it's like the the the, the, the Olympics. Like the one that like, bl the Blade Runner was in? Yeah, well so then there's also the uh, there's also the Paralympics, which is different than two, right? So then uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. I, I you know I, them. Who would Gary, I, who I would, don't know enough. Which athlete would Gary Oldman play in the movie? <laughs> <That's what laughs> now, now you're going to get in trouble. That's what I wanted. See, he would be, I think he would be in the Paralympics. Blade Runner. He could do Blade right. Runner. Yeah, right. There's a movie there. Right? Guy shot his wife, girlfriend. Got away with it. <laughs> Gary Oldman as the Blade Runner. Plus, he'd be dying to do an Australian accent. Oh, for sure. He's like, oh, I'm... Yeah. I, I'm Gary Oldman. I'm get. Can I do it? <laughs> Australian theater? I'm Gary Oldman. <laughs> I'm the Blade Runner. Yeah, there you go. You're getting an album. I'm the Blade Runner. <laughs> I'm the Blade Runner. There you go. Hi, I'm the Blade Runner. Oh man, there it is. Gold right there. I found it. Oh, you working your way through a South African accent is. Oof. That is that is that's that's the money shot. Thank you. <laughs> That's why we went over an hour. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Small victories, dude. I had one last night. The other night, I saw an actress that I had seen that I'd, I, I was watching. I was watching uh, the last episode of Dave, and there was no. I was watching Black Mirror, and there was a, a comedian who I had worked with uh, at New York Comedy Festival. I saw her, and I was like, "Oh, I can't believe she's in a, a TV show. This is so good for her." And Chris was like, "Oh, cool. What's her name?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> I was like, "I look on the. I could look on Instagram. I follow her." I can't remember. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I sat there, and then 10 minutes later, I was like, Mary Beth Barone. And the endorphin rush that I felt from remembering something was like <laughs> better than ecstasy. <laughs> I don't know the last time I have worked something out using just my brain, and I was like, AI could never take this away from me. <laughs> it felt so good. It's incredible. That's how that's how doing that Gary Oldman accent felt. There you go. Small victories. Yeah. All right, buddy. Have yourself right. a wonderful week and I'll uh we'll wrap at you next week, all right? Okay, bye.